Okay, kids. Hmm, I bet you're asking what happened to me. Well, I died, and I went to heaven, and I came back, and um, somehow ended up in Colorado. So anyway, this is the show before the show, and um, keeping my voice down and low because it's freaking two o'clock in the morning and I'm in my new apartment and uh, I, I think the walls are pretty thin but I don't know, we're going to find out so anyway and uh, I don't know I'll get into all this in, in a minute all kinds of stories here from Pretty much Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone. But, uh, all right. And I got some coffee making here. So we're going to do that. And um, a lot of stuff. Going to touch the Joe Rogan stuff for sure. Because we are under attack. Okay. So I got to start the other. Let's see. What intro am I going to use? I'm going to try to pick it up a little bit. Uh, okay, there's there. There's that. All right. I have to open up StreamYard. Okay. And I hear my little coffee maker percolating. Go live. All right, here we go. Wait a minute. I didn't end my show on Spreaker live. Oh, my God. <laughs> I set this all up. Really? Okay. Florida. Why I left. Oh, and I'm a dumbass. I'll tell you why. With my microphone. Stupid ass. Hang on. Um... First broadcast yes, from from Colorado, 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 Oop. Colorado. Okay. Red Pill Show. Welcome to a brand new episode. So I had to get away 
Welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show. Today is what? What is it? Wednesday? 
Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. The show is for entertainment educational purposes only. Please use at your own risk. The show is copyrighted by me and Freedom Revolution Network. No part of it can be reused, rebroadcasted in any way, shape, or form without our written consent. It's Thursday. Shit. See, I am so fucked up right now. I'll get into that in a minute. Okay. Today is Thursday. Yeah, it says it right there in the corner of the computer. Whoa. Okay, take two. Ready? More coffee. And Okay, so today is Thursday, February 3rd. Did that fucking groundhog see a shadow or not? I don't I haven't even paying attention. Today is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. I probably said 21. Oh, man, I'm all fucked up now. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Six more weeks of winter. <laughs> okay. Uh, this show is copyrighted by me and Freedom Revolution. No part of it can be reused, rebroadcasted in any way, shape, or form without our written consent. And you can just ask. This show is opinionated under no circumstances whatsoever. Should opinions be taken as advice? If you're taking advice I strongly encourage you to hire a license of required person in his or her field there little Tommy hey man and please use this show at your own risk it's for entertainment and educational purposes only man did I fuck up that whole thing whatever whatever so how you doing broadcasting live from the wonderful liberal state of Colorado Broadcasting and Freedom Revolution Network YouTube until they ban us again um Podbean iHeartRadio Spotify uh oh better watch that one are we gonna have to change the show to to please Spotify uh how about no Ain't happening, man. I'm going to get into that a little bit with the whole Joe Rogan thing. You, know, you guys are talking about the pretty lights. They're just gorgeous. I love them. Scarlett sent me a picture. What are y'all doing up at, uh, well, let's see, it's 2.20. So that means it's 3.20. Then it's 4.20, man. Back in Florida, dude. It should be 4.20 here, though, in Colorado. Where marijuana is legal. Okay. So what's going on? Everybody, before you get into my stories here, check in with the chat rooms and everything else. Hello. How long were you drinking Florida water? You know what? It's very interesting that you say that in the in the pod bean chat room. Um Florida water sucks. And then there was a documentary on Russian television that it's got a bunch of fucking crap in it. And I'm not even going to elaborate on that. 
I watched this guy's reverse engineered craft painted by patent. It's too early, man. Patented, patented by the U.S. Army Navy. Oh, hmm. Interesting. What are you getting into? Harp and everything? Weather modification that doesn't happen? Really, Pamela has not. Um, wait a couple hours. You're going to have a fantastic show. Who's that? Are you coming on, Scarlett, in a couple hours? Mm, I'm up, of course, of the Aurora. That's so pretty. It's so pretty lights. All conspiracy, basically, most. All a conspiracy and yeah, whatever. Planet News is in the chat room. Starseed Radio, Mud Rabbit. Hmm. Okay. Colorful, colorful Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. So here's, I don't even know where to start. Here's one thing. So I tried setting up my microphone and my equipment to do the show. Okay. And my mic wouldn't work. I have a, a Heel or Heil PR40. It's like a $400 mic. And it wouldn't work. Woody Bush. Hey, Darren. What's up? Good morning. Um, see any ruse lately? So I, I'm keeping my voice like probably a note lower than usual because I don't want to piss off the neighbors, but I don't know. And how's it sound? Because there is absolutely nothing in my apartment to absorb any sound. There's no carpet. There's no, there's nothing <laughs> really. So anyway, I went to um, hook everything up, my mixer, my microphone, and my mic wouldn't work. It mean, it, I mean, you sound miserable. I sound miserable. I do. Hmm. Uh, a slight echo. That's because of the room. Okay. Oh, well, there's nothing much I can do about that except. Yeah, that's all it is. All right, what else? What are you saying? Okay, well, I'll see what I can do about that. I wish it was on purpose, but it's not. <laughs> so there's no echo or delay in here for, or reverb or whatever you want to call it, but we have to deal with it for now. Because when I go in my bedroom, it's like there's carpet in there and all that, so maybe I'll just move this to the bedroom. I don't know, whatever. You're going to have to give me a break here, okay? Okay. La, 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 la. I need more coffee. Okay. So I um, hooked up my mic and it wouldn't work. So I thought the mic was broke. Chlamydia. Don't, don't koalas, koala bear, koala. Don't koalas have chlamydia? What? All right, whatever. Hmm, I wonder if I should get carpet. Yeah, I'll, wor I'll worry about acoustics later. It's a first show, so it's different. I know that. Anyway, so I hook up my mic. 
and it don't work. So I ordered a new mic off of Amazon. And just for shits and grins, I just messed with my mic cable. And guess what? The fucking mic works. So whatever. Noisy like a pig grunting. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> okay, whatever. Oh, I have to get in the groove. Oh, shit, stay out of the bedroom. This is only fans. Just your only fans. What does that mean? Just breaking my balls. I don't know. You can do that. You can do that all you want. He gave me 75 hearts. So I appreciate that. So anyway, I got a brand new microphone coming that I apparently do not need. You like carpet. Noisy like a guinea pig grunting. Are you guys smoking pot? Oh, boy. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can hear the echo now. Oh, man. I'll deal with it later. Smoking and eating ed edibles. Oh. Well, no, I, I can do that, actually. I got to get my Colorado license, though, which is happening. Okay. So I'm going to fill up on coffee here. You wish what? You're doing drugs? Smoking marijuana? Uh, whatever. All right. I'm going to refill my coffee and I'm going to revisit my experience is in opinions on Florida because I gave it 18 months, five employers and, um, yeah. And then how I came about to come back to Colorado and the story getting here. And, um, like I said, I want to talk about the Spotify Joe Rogan thing, uh, which I just think is totally crazy. Um, my concern is if he complies and bows down to these guys, then his show's going to change. But let's see, upstate New York is a great place to, to live, stay away from the city. Yeah, I've been up, um, I don't know if you're talking about Buffalo, uh, Buffalo. I've been up to Niagara Falls. It's beautiful up there, actually. But, um, yeah, that's interesting too, because New York is way too liberal for me, but I got to get into that because it really, it really doesn't bother me. And uh, I have a story to share when I came here in Texas, gentleman came up to me just out of the blue at the gas station and just started asking me questions. I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna share that. And, uh, I don't know, maybe go about an hour. And uh, I think Scarlett's coming on. What time are you coming on, Scarlett? Do I have an hour? Do I have to 2.30, 3.30? I can't. I can't. Obviously, tell time. 3.30, 4.30, whatever. I'm back in Loveland, Colorado. Yes, Pamela. And I'll explain that, too. And uh, where I go from here, I don't know. I really don't. But for now, yeah, I'm here for for a year, and then uh, we'll go from there. But I have um, 
Yeah, I have shit to share. So I'm going to do that, but I'm going to get some more coffee and I'll get into this. I am not. Okay. All right. So here we go. I'm going to get this mic a little bit closer. But uh, again, I apologize for the sound and, and whatever, and probably monotone on my voice, but I, I don't. <laughs> the louder I am, the, the louder the echo is. And uh, like I said, I don't want to piss off the neighbors yet. Oh, thanks for sharing the show. All right. So anyway, I left Florida after uh, a year and a half, almost to the day. And the reason why I went to Florida from Loveland, Colorado was because when COVID hit here, it's 4.30 a.m. Expectations are low. Oh, good. Then you're listening to the right show. I won't disappoint you. Oh, my God. That's funny. Fuck. Okay. So I left... Um, here Loveland about a year and a half ago because my hours were cut in half for COVID and uh, sorry you can't make it on 20 hours a week when I have 40 hours a week of bills to pay <laughs> so uh, I left and it's the only reason I left Colorado so I stayed on a farm in Illinois back in 2020 for about two months at a friend's and he said, stay here as long as you want, figure it out. I'm like, okay, well, Florida was very attractive and, um, I moved there. Art of floundering podcast is in Colorado looking for people to network with. Tell them I sent you. Oh, okay. Sure. So, so I moved to Florida and in my industry, which is the heating, air conditioning and refrigeration business, you would think it'd be a good place to go. Well, I tried five different companies and all I can say, every single one of them was a nightmare. I cannot believe the lack of work ethic in the way business owners run their companies. I just, I just can't, I've been doing this for 38 years. So I know a little bit of, of how the industry is now, before I get into that, I, I don't want to diss Florida and piss people off. It's just my perspective and my experience. Uh, as far as leadership goes in politics, the governor, governor DeSantis, I think is awesome. <laughs> awesome. 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 Uh, I can't complain about uh, his leadership. It's just my opinion. So it had nothing to do with politics, which I'm going to get into a little bit here because I have a story to share in the middle of Texas when I was coming here and an older gentleman started asking me questions about that and went right to politics, which concerns me because I think 
people are, it's like a prerequisite first. Like, oh, you Democrat or Republican? Um, no, neither, actually. So that was interesting. But it really concerns me that people are, um, it's one of the first questions they ask me recently, which is really none of your fucking business as much as if whether I'm vaccinated or not, <laughs> pregnant, gay, uh, my religion, and uh, it's just none of your fucking business. But total strangers come up to me and, oh, oh, you are you Democrat? Because he asked me where I was moving to. <laughs> and uh, just a total stranger. Well, where are you moving to? I go, Colorado. He's like, well, you're a Democrat? I'm like, no. And actually, I lived in Colorado before, and I'm from Illinois, which is a blue state, but I never really let politics affect me that much, but apparently it's affecting a lot of other people, uh, and they're making decisions on that. Um, what do you got here? Sorry, you're the only person on pod me, and I got a crash. Oh, yeah, go, good night. I don't know. People people might get alerts. They might come on. But thanks for joining me, dude. And um, all right. So do you have a podcast? Because I'll plug it before you go. Let's see. Sorry. Uh, okay. Well, what is it? What is your podcast? And I'll, and I'll promote it. Because we need people doing their podcasts and not succumbing to... Um, powers that be and i mean that in every <laughs> every aspect of uh in context of that statement there we go starseed radio abductees and contactees support group oh really you know you're the second person um a woman was listening to this show and um she she has a lot in common with you. That's all I'm going to say. Because I keep anonymity, and um, she was pretty clear that she didn't want her shit shared, and I'm not going to do that. But that's very interesting. I don't know why I'm attracting that, which I don't mind. I think it's fascinating, and I've always been scared to death of um, ETs and UFOs since I was a kid. But anyway... All right, that's cool. All right, so tune into Starseed Radio, and you're on Podbean, I assume, and what all the other, all the other uh, platforms. Why don't you come on this? Um, why don't you come on this network? I'm sure Scarlett would love to have you, if she's still even here. Did she fall asleep? Are you still here, Scarlett? Do we need a UFO extraterrestrial show? And all you got to do, dude, is just you know, I'm not saying stop doing what you're doing. Just add. Freedom Revolution to your platform, you know, is another platform. Uh, we reach out a lot to a lot of people. So if you want to do it, let me know. La, just go to Freedom Revolution Network and, uh, okay, that's it. We're on YouTube. So just go right there and um, there you go. So. Okay, I heard somebody upstairs, so I don't know if... I can't believe that I'm being too loud. It's not like I'm fucking somebody and the headboard's banging on the 
fucking wall. I mean, give me a break. I am trying to be very quiet. Freedom Revolution Network. That's it. Yep. Just go to YouTube and then uh, leave a comment in there, and I'm sure Scarlett will see it. So, uh oh, somebody came on. Is she coming on right now? Hello. Let me see. That I am. Hey, I am. what's up? So, do we want a UFO uh, abductee program on here? Show. I have had. Uh, I have done it in the past, but yes, I would actually. Wouldn't that be like George Nori crap? It would be. It would be like Coast or Art Bell. Fuck George Art Bell. Art Bell. I'm sorry. The, That's what I meant. Yeah, go ahead. Well, he took. Art Bell technically gave him the show, but it, there was a lot of scandal. Like there was a lot of scandal. Oh, well, there you go. So, um, do you want do you want to say the email address so this guy can contact you or? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can get a hold of me at station manager at freedomrevolutionnetwork.com. Cool. Yeah, that'd be fascinating, actually, I think. Yeah, I always think it's good. Especially then when you get into the time travel crap and the stuff we talked about with that time traveler dude that's going to be visiting the university up there, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would love, I'd love to, I want to come up there and go, if I'm not there, but I mean, I want to come up there on that date and go up there because that's when he's supposed to be there, right? That's true. That is a good point. Yep. Actually, you have a really good point because you know what? I could, I'll have to find out if, I'd have to go back through a friend of mine's conversation, but she found it once like on a Reddit board. Because I had told her about it years ago, and then she came across it, and she was like, holy shit. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> um, because you usually don't come across something like that twice. Because, I mean, there's just thousands of shows that he did. And they're all, like, four hours long, five hours long. Mm. Okay. So to pull something out of that, it's hard. You know what I mean? But if I can get that piece again and then go back, because I know it was a night in 1999, um, I know it was before the election. Um, I know. So, I mean, there's like some things that we know, but I mean, the election was until 2000, but like, so we know it was before, you know, obviously before Y2K. So sometime in the year 1989. And that was what? Gore Bush 2000, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. With Florida, <laughs> actually Florida determined that election, if I remember right. Yep, 2000, yep, exactly. Huh. Okay. Well, I was um, sharing the story. So I was in the middle of Texas getting gas at a gas station. Right, right. And, of course, I'm driving a 20-foot 20, 20 U-Haul. Of and, Yeah, well, whatever. That um, got six miles to the gallon. Thank you very much. Six I think, miles to the gallon. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Yeah, and I want to thank, oh, so I got a new, with all the respect, I always respect the presidency of the United States, regardless of who it is, okay? Right. But out of sarcasm and joking, I came up with a nickname for President Biden. All right. You ready? I'm ready. President Magoo. Here for it. He is like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Even his suits look like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> All he's missing is the big bifocal glasses. Uh, I mean, I'm least, sure he wears those in private. I'm sure he does too. I'm sure he's got a pair of cheaters. I mean, he's almost 80 years old. 
I know. And, and I feel for him and it, it, it's too easy. It's low lying fruit to make fun of him because he's lost his goddamn mind. But I mean, really? I and mean, he is Mr. Magoo. Is it low hanging fruit? Like, is it because he's lost his mind or is it because he acts crazy? I think it's a little of both. I think it's a matter of I do. Convenient. I really yeah. do. I think yeah. he likes this fumbly dumbly persona because then you can get away with everything. Right. Yeah. And every, you know, yeah. if he really was bumbly dumbly, do you think that the, the leader of the free world would like, you know, in Russia would be like even playing ball? Yeah. Putin. Like, the, obviously, yeah. there's some teeth to these arguments that they have with each other. So he might not be all crazy. I think it's a show. And, and if the he, more that it keeps going on, there's no way he could have lost his mind like this. And if he was batshit crazy, I think Putin would not have a problem coming out and saying it. See what I'm saying? Yeah. You dig what you get. You see what I'm saying now, because there's no reason why the rest of the world would undercut him on that. Right. They'd be like, he's crazy. He's a idiot. They'd say something. Right. So, I mean, I don't know, but you know, Kimball recently actually was ripping on Biden, which I was actually like Whoa. shocked. But did you see, uh, yeah. did you see the view through Whoopi Goldberg off or saying I, something about I the Holocaust? see that. Well, I mean, okay. Now th- we're going to have, um, what are we going to call this? Hot topics, I guess right now. Okay. Hot topics. That's fine. Hot takes. This is a hot take right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so what she said was. Basically, that, you know, the Holocaust wasn't about race. Okay. Okay. Now, let's let's break that down. What does that mean? Are Jewish people a race? I'm just going to let everybody marinate on that. No. Are Jewish people a race or are they a religion? To my understanding, it's a religion. Okay, so by her saying that the Holocaust was not about race, that's why they're going to try to fire her. Now, do I believe she should be fired for other things she said? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. But is she wrong? I mean, Hitler and the Jewish people were both white. Well, yeah, he was trying both to white people. He was trying to create the Aryan race, right? So, and they were. But well, is that a race, though? I mean, until you extinguish everybody on Earth, including black people and everybody else, it wouldn't have been. You see, I think this top. I think he used race in a way that people could understand more so than actually meeting race. And I think that was her point of the day: is like it's all white people, right? I mm-hmm. think that was her gist. Because she doubled down and went on Colbert and said it that night. So I can't imagine that during the day people weren't outraged. Apparently nobody was until that night when they saw it on Colbert because nobody watches The View, obviously. Not me. And then they went after her. Yeah. So it's a hot take. I get I get why she's in the, the, the grease, so to speak, you know, got her ass in the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but question remains, is she wrong? I don't know. You know what? I don't agree with 99% of what she says and comes out of her mouth. Um, right. but, but in this particular case, it would, it would be the 1%. And, uh, right. I don't think she's wrong. 
Right. You see. Okay. So see, that's what I, that's how I kind of felt when somebody like when it was broken down and I was like, cause at first I was like, that's outrageous. Like, how can you just say something like that? You know, cause people always get so riled up about Holocaust deniers and things, which I mean, here nor there. But the fact that she said something that they are willing to eat her over is I'm here for that. Cause they want to eat up their own all the time. And this is the problem that I've, that people have trying to warn people about this cancel culture, right? Is that it's great when you're canceling everybody else till it becomes your turn. Oh, you know what? Hang on. I want to read something to you and everybody. Hang on. I, hang on. TLO. I, hang what on, up, TLO? On. In our YouTube chat room. Good to see you. Good to see you. Okay, so y'all ready for this? Because uh, oh, uh, an older woman passed away uh, in Florida in my apartment complex, and um, oh no, yeah, and uh, I guess it was in her will that she could um, she just give all her stuff away. She was single and this and that, didn't have a lot of family. Um, okay, right. So there's a whole garage full of crap, you know, a couch, this and that, whatever. And there was pictures, and. I, I don't know. I just saw this thing and it's a saying, and I'm sure you've heard it before and I've heard it before too, but this is right along the, along the lines that you're saying. So here it is. They first came for the communists and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a communist. Then they came for the Jews and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for the trade unionists and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for the Catholics and I didn't speak up because I was a Protestant. Then they came for me. And by that time, no one was left to speak up. Correct. So there you go. Correct. And then, and I think that that's just been the general warning that people have been trying to give out and explain to people is that it's about principle. It's about if we single out one person in America with the way our system is set up, mm -hmm. there's no line. There's no fine line after that. The boundary can always be crossed to then change. Right. And that's a problem. America's supposed to be based on rock solid principles, not flip floppy decisions. And, being, and that's that's yeah. the issue is that, OK, if now we're excluding this person and that person and this person, and that person from everyday life. Well, who's next? Because now we can just exclude everybody because we've tolerated it instead of sticking to our principles and morals and sticking to our Constitution. We've decided that now the line can be moved wherever it needs to go. And that's been the biggest issue and concern. And I've preached about this for six to seven years now being on air about this. I have literally preached about this because it has been the number one thing is once they move the line, there's no stopping where they move it and they might move it right next to you. And that's the biggest issue. Yeah. And then when everybody's gone, whoever they are that are moving the line will have mission accomplished because they're the only ones that are going to be left. Right. And nobody's speaking up and everybody's just like, well, it doesn't bother me. Well, I'm not losing my job. So it's fine. You know, but instead of being, oh, you can just go find another job. Now, for everybody, that may not be possible. No. So to just sit there and say that is ignorant.
Yeah. So why not help help them fight for their jobs now? Well, it's dismissive and ap- apathetic, and that's that's a part of um, when society starts failing at, at the final stages is apathy. Well, we've definitely lost that, and that's been seen throughout this pandemic because at first it was everybody's doing this together. And everybody was working in lockstep, and it was a beautiful thing, and it was all sunshines, and I'd like to teach the world to sing. And it was great, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, everybody was like, fuck that. It's me, myself, and I. No, you know and what? Go ahead. Go ahead. And then me, myself, and we. Yeah. Then it's been, now it's me, myself, and we. When insert we, whoever, the CDC, my doctor said, doesn't matter. Me, myself, and we now. Well, you know what? There's a lot of segues here, and I want to I want to connect this to uh, according to Glenn Beck. It I think it's the ACL has changed. Um, I think that's what it is. I can't remember. Changed the definition definition of racism. Did you hear that one? No, I did not. Yeah, it's very interesting. You should look it up, and then connect that to what's going on in Canada with the truck drivers, because what they're doing is what you just said. We all have to unite and band together against this stuff because uh we're running out of time (laughs) if everybody's being selfish and want their narrative or like you said well you know it doesn't bother me any so i'm not going to worry about it and sit in your little world in your little hole uh they're going to come for you next are you looking it up or did you go there is no comfort right now for anybody to just be sitting on their ass thinking well i'm just going to wait till the shit hits the fan yeah and then i want the fan might literally shit on you and cut you like it, it. And another perfect example of look what spotify is doing to joe rogan because all these fucking washed up asshole musicians are pulling their music off spotify hello oh what about spotify i said look what look what uh, spotify is doing to joe rogan True. And they're forcing him to censor his show. Yes. And that was the one reason why I created Freedom Revolution Network, because I knew we saw this shit coming and I was going to be damned if we would be silenced in any way, shape or form. So and that's why I tell you guys, if if you lose us on YouTube and for some reason our whole channel gets snatched up, look for us either on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or somewhere on social media, you'll find You'll find us. Well, the, the and you will find out where we went. The alter the alternative to that is Podbean, Spreaker, and then all the platforms connected to that. And if they they attack that, then you just have your own server. You know, like Alex Jones. Yeah. Does. Then we have to build our own. Yeah. Yep. Then we'll have to build our own internal and find somebody to do it for us, which is the end goal. But as we all know, logistics come in the way. So it's like, can we make that happen? But the moment we can make that happen, we will. Well, that, that's the chicken or the egg thing. And of course, starting and owning my own business for 20 years, the hardest thing to do is come up with capital and to build up and then create an income. And that's the biggest challenge right there. It is the biggest challenge. Yeah. But I did some training for a small business training the other night. Mm. And we'll talk about it because I actually feel really good about what we're doing. Okay. Um, after sitting through that, it was like a two-hour course. Yeah. So... We'll talk about that. Yeah, but see, I feel really good after that. I feel very confident about what we're doing. But that was the reason why I created this, because look at poor Joe Rogan. They said his show is bigger than anything else that ever was. And that's the problem. And, and number one, they've been <laughs> suppressing that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I don't even listen to Joe Rogan. So think about that. Okay. I used to a lot back in the day, but like, I don't even listen to Joe Rogan like that. So when you think about that, it's one of the number one podcasts in the country, millions and millions of, of listens and downloads and unique, you know, site views. And yet they still can overreach. Now, something interesting that I need to pull up, and I wonder, can I pull it up? No, because you just disappeared. <laughs> She's gone. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna comment on this. So I had 30 hours, 32 hours of driving to do, and uh, I listened to Glenn Beck and Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, there she's back. Are you back? I am. Okay. Why did you throw I your... I don't know what you, that was about, but you, you I was your... trying to... Um, trying to what? Are you quiet? Or are you dropping out? Okay, so anyway, Scarlett's having some audio problems, which is nothing new <laughs> uh, uh, for anybody. Oh, shit, they made her take it down. There you are. But anyway, Joe Rogan's under so much okay. pressure that he's going to have the no, other, other side. I don't know what happened. He's going to have the other side's opinions on there, like whatever mainstream is, whatever the narrative is. Hope I'm back, maybe. Maybe not. What's it? You want to, you know, she's, she keeps dropping off. So anyway, I think that's a good thing. I mean, Joe Rogan was on Instagram. There we go. There we go. That's, that's right. better. Um, I was looking for a post by Chris Ann Hall, but I think they made her delete it because she brought up how Facebook, how they were talking about Joe Rogan and Spotify, um, how uh, Circleback was. Oh, Circleback girl. What the hell's her name? I can, mm -hmm. oh, Jen Saki. I couldn't think of what her name was, but Circleback girl. And she was saying, I guess, that they were going to try to um, get Spotify to cooperate to censor uh, Joe Rogan. Now, if they do that, that's actually illegal. And Chris Ann Hall actually explains why I've now she's a constitutional I've, lawyer she's from florida she's great she's i've great. heard of her i think alex jones has had her on she's fascinating we can actually get her on because oh, i hear oh, i have her assistance do. number and stuff so like we can actually get her on please do please yeah do. she's great i've been meaning to do it i just haven't done it but i got her number when i saw her in september and so yeah i just got to contact her assistant and get in on the schedule because uh, she said she'd be more than willing to come oh, man. and speak. That would be fascinating. She's great. Like, yeah. it, honestly, it costs a lot of money to get Chris Ann Hall to speak. So it's like, she's great. I love her. But what she was saying is that it's unconstitutional for the government to tell a corp private business what to do. And that borders on the line of complete, like, unconstitutionality where, like, the government can be charged uh, in court and challenged. Well, not to because mention. Because they, they're not allowed to tell a private business what to do. Yeah, not to mention it's fascism. You can't you can't do that. Exactly. I mean, there there are literally laws written against it doing this. And here Jen Psaki is out here saying, Well, we're gonna talk to Spotify. You're an idiot. Like they don't even half of these people have never even looked at law books or looked at how to circumvent the law. They're just doing it. 
well, who's going to who's going to talk to the government about misleading us about inflation and they can do something about it? And then President Magoo blames it on lack of competition in the meatpacking industry. Really? Right. I mean, come on, who's going to correct the government and all their false propaganda bullshit? Nobody except us, we the people. This this all goes back to we the people. True. And that's why I'm so proud of Can I mean, who would think, no offense to anybody, Canadians would be the first people to organize peacefully and uh, exercise their grievances against the government and not even in this country. Now, I'm surprised that they did, that this was the moment, but I'm not surprised at the same time, and I'll tell you why. Okay, so I talked to Sam at least a few times a week. Sam used to be on the network. Sam has her show against the grade. Go find that. It's great stuff. Right, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. But Sam lives in Canada. She lives in Saskatchewan, Canada. <laughs> and their restrictions have run about six months behind ours. And just in general. And I think that people got fatigue in a different way that we didn't. Because about the time they were letting us off, they were ex double locking them down. So meanwhile, they watch all these Americans running around free living life and they're locked down like no one's business. Yep. And I think that really affected them mentally over this whole time. And that's been about the last year that they've been behind because they just tried to implement like the second mask mandate recently. Like, and we had been did that like a year and a half ago. And I think we, I think we can uh, thank Trudeau for that too, because he's running that country like it's Venezuela. It, it he is. And meanwhile, he's out on vacation, and then everybody got mad that he was on vacation. So then he's like, "Oh, I got exposed to COVID, so yeah, it's convenient. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be at Ottawa." And he's a coward, but whatever. He is a coward. He was afraid. He was afraid. He said they were a, a small fringe minority, and I know he was afraid because he was like, they're going to come and uh, try to attack me. This is going to be um, like America's uh, January 6th event. Oh, God. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> of which Canadians see that as us trying to stand up and take our power back. Well, that's what it was. They're not seeing it like, well, that is what it was, but... It's not the liberal idea of you were trying to ruin the country and take it over and blah, blah, blah. No, right. the, the Constitution talks about regressive redress of grievance by militia. Mm -hmm. So I don't see the problem here. By militia? This was a yeah. nonviolent non assembly. Yeah, but it's still, a, even if we are, it's still, it's still an organized group. And I'm right. telling you, even yeah. if it was a militia or not, it's still, the Constitution gives us the right to redress of grievance by militia. Okay, but let me ask you this, because I'd love to get this constitutional lawyer on too, because it seems like they have all this figured out, that if you, right. if you organize, then they have some type of uh, agent provocateur to get in there and do something stupid and violent. And then it looks like you did it by violence. And then the government has uh, a right to prosecute you. And now, and I said this a long time ago, Scarlett, when okay. the term domestic terrorist was being tossed around. Yes. And I'm like, that is very dangerous territory to go into because it went from President Bush going, well, if you're not uh, against the terrorists or you're for the terrorists or whatever the fuck he said, then you're pretty much against us. You know, if you're for the terrorists, yep. then, you know, you're going to have a problem. And that was a threat. Yep. That was a threat. 
if you're not for us, you're against us. That's it. That's what he said. Specific. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, as, as long as, you know, if nine 11 was true and it was the terrorists and this and that and everything else, fine. War against terror and all that crap. But then they started inserting domestic terrorists. Right. Even though most of these people weren't necessarily even citizens like that. A lot of them were on visas and things, but it it did open up the door for that domestic terrorism. Mm -hmm. Yep. And now, Lord and behold, if you assemble now peacefully in grievances, you could be deemed as a domestic terrorist. Well, yeah, because once they did declare it an unlawful assembly, which I don't think that law should exist. Yeah, well, I think about- that should be for only extreme violent situations. Not to mention the pain. Uh, not just, you know, tensions and protests. I mean, some real shit. Like somebody died, okay? Like mm. then maybe. Yeah. Okay. But until then, it's still peaceful. Right. Until violence occurs, it's still peaceful. Just because it's intense and it's uncomfortable does not mean it's still not peaceful. And not, not to mention the Patriot Act. Yeah, the Patriot Act fucked us all. That's been the one thing over our heads that now when they want to spin this domestic terror thing, because, you know, that's one thing that I really got into back in the day, especially was like the 9-11 Commission report and all of that. And a lot of the 9-11 Commission report was the recommendation for the Patriot Act and for NDAA and for all these things that came down the pipeline. Like that opened the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, when we created that stupid terror scale, we stayed at dangerous the whole time. It's, you know what? That reminds me of the pandemic. It's very similar. Yeah. Isn't it how they mm-hmm. keep you in that fucking fear level forever and never want to take you out of it? Because remember, we were in like orange for like five years and mm-hmm. then they discontinued it because like nothing had changed. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And they were like, they can't, they just couldn't keep us in that constant heightened state of fear because they know exactly what they're doing because they know that fear changes the brain. So if they do these things that are traumatic and shocking, it's going to change the brain brain structure. They have things like the Princeton egg experiment where they could predict before it occurred how people would react to real world events. I also believe that that may be why social media was created to create a large scale, real time, deep learning Princeton egg, because that's what this all would be. Gauging mm-hmm. people's reaction in real time while it's happening. Before they used to try to just gauge it just from popular chatter and this and that. But now just thinking about what social media is, it would be a real lifetime deep learning AI Princeton egg experiment going 24-7. Hmm. Yep. People need to look into that. I just had really deep ponderance with that because I've never thought about that till just this moment when I said it out loud. Yeah, well, uh, that actually could be what they're doing with it because they wanted to get to a point where they could literally predict how everybody was going to react before they even put out the news. I, I it, it eludes me how you can be a domestic terrorist when you're trying to exercise and defend your Bill of Rights. Well, if you get every see that goes back to what I just said, though, mm-hmm. if you get everybody to believe that shit over time, that's how because the definition of doesn't match up. But if we change the definition to everybody who's perceiving it, 
well, now everybody believes it, don't they? Because we said so. Yeah. That's how. Because common sense would dictate that that would be true. Hmm. But that's how they've been doing it this whole time because the fear changes the brain. So if you're in fear of a terrorist attack or school shooting or coronavirus, uh, your brain is going to change from the fear. Well, fear triggers two responses out of people, and it's fight or flight. Correct. And most people nowadays have been trained to suppress that feeling in general. I mean, people take medication to stop that natural feeling because it's going off in their body instead of figuring out why. Mm -hmm. Your autonomic nervous system just isn't usually whacked out for no reason. Right. There's usually some stimulus or something that you should be focusing on. There's the rare people that, yeah, it's, it's malfunctioning. But for most people, they're taught to suppress this through mental health and other things and not feel these things. So again, that we run into an issue where we need everybody to think with common sense and act like everybody else when they've been taught to turn this off. Well, what do you think about, about this statement from me? Uh, I think our last line of defense is going to be the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, or we're going to be screwed. Yep, that's it. If that, that's all we have left to stand on, and that's getting pissed on real quick. So, I mean, we don't got much left of that. Well, it's like a wet paper towel. When does that shit break? That would be great to get uh, that constitutional attorney on here because I've heard her before, and she's just amazing. She's on fire, and she's so tiny. She's so small when you meet her in person. Like she's like four foot, <laughs> like maybe eight, like legit. But she's so fiery, and she has passion for this country. Yeah, she was fasc- and, fascinating. She- Oh, yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. So I just think that if more people had this passion and were willing to put it on the line, you know, but also, you know, people don't feel like they have financial breathing room either to do so. Right. You know, you put everything on the line, the government comes and shuts you down, you lose your job, this or that, and you get canceled. You know, not everybody can survive that necessarily. But if we at least just had a strong united front on the people who could take the fall for everybody else, we'd be so much better off. A lot of this shit wouldn't even be happening. And I hate to say it that way, but I think that's how it's going to have to be set up because there are too many people who are just deathly afraid and the human situation in America is fragile. It's fragile. I mean, you know, people live, most people live paycheck to paycheck. Over 85% of Americans have no savings. Nope. So, you know, if they don't have a job, they don't eat, they don't pay their bills, they lose their home, they lose everything. Well, in my opinion, this whole thing is turning into Star Wars. (laughs) It's going to be the Empire and the Rebels. Hello? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think I was reading what Lee was saying. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I I was just reading in the chat room. But yeah, like Standing Rock is its own conundrum, though, because, yes, the government did have a heavy hand. But what people don't know is that the, the elders of the Standing Rock tribe had already negotiated with the pipeline people and signed away the rights from their tribe by the before Standing Rock ever occurred. 
nor did they tell their people that and they allowed people to be massacred and even killed over their inability to not tell their people they had already sold out. And that's why the company was so damn adamant out there to make sure the pipeline went in because they had been assured by the elders of the tribe this could go through. See, I, I have a big problem with people being able to sign their rights away. I don't think that should even be an option. The the tribe shouldn't be, a, but the tribes are sovereign nations, so they can do whatever they want. Yeah, but, but I, see, and there's no oversight for tribes because of the tre- the treaties from back in the day. So nobody oversees the the tribes because they're outside federal jurisdiction. You know, I mean, the only people that if you commit a crime, technically, even on a reservation, you can only be charged federally. So unless there are federal charges that can meet your case that you could walk free. So what do they do? Have tribe police? How do they have a, a yeah, tribal police? Correct. They have their own tribal police. Correct. Wow. I didn't know that on every single reservation in the United States. Correct. Huh? Yep. They run their own tribal police. They run their own courts. They have their own punishments. So you're going to have to break a federal felony to get charged by the feds. Correct. That sounds like a recipe for disaster to me. It is. It it is. Because, I mean, for some people in these communities, they basically run wild as killers damn near. So, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Local police can't do anything about it. They can run around the community doing whatever because they, and since, because they are a member of said sovereign nation, they can't be charged either. Even if they technically do crimes outside of that, their tribal protections actually protect them. So it's like diplomatic immunity. Pretty much. Correct, because you're you're a citizen in no man's land. Correct. Whoa. Yep. That's so up, people man. don't realize that either. But was there police overreach? Did they water cannon people? Did they beat the shit out of them when it was like negative twenty? They did. They did. Them people were ba. Because I'm gonna tell you what, but we know how to stay outside all day if we have to. I'll tell you what, but that was some shit out in the middle of winter in the middle of BFE, South Dakota, getting sprayed by water cannons. Like those people are badass. Like that's all I can say about that. Hmm. People froze to death even. It was really bad. But it's that same level though of government comes in, they do what they want. We could change, but Standing Rock, their, their own tribe sold them down river and no one ever said a word about it. Not even when it was all over the media, all the celebrities are flying out there and chaining themselves to remember when the, the candidate for the green party changed herself to a bulldozer out there. Nobody was talking about how standing rock, they got sold out. So that's why it was a big media distraction because, Oh, look at police brutality, start a riot. Meanwhile, the tribal elders are walking away like fat cats with all these checks so nobody checks on the money they get either all their money's autonomous so if they misspend it or whatever on their people or don't give it to their nobody checks on that either so that's why the native community is in such dire straits is because there are no checks and balances for these people so are you are you saying in a roundabout way and i know this is a shocker that that the government screwed a, a group of minority people again correct that's so hard to believe. Like Can't the OG minority people, I guess, if you want to go there, like continuing to screw them to this day. Making them believe they're free, but in a way where that their own tribal people put them at risk. And there's no checks and balances for them. 
so they can just run them into the ground if they want to. Now, there are there good tribes out there? Absolutely. But are there terrible tribes? Absolutely. I would wish I wish people would wake up to that because they did that with African-American people and threw them in the projects. And now they're doing it with the Hispanics by letting them come in here. And uh, just as long as you vote for us, you can get and all this now free they're shit. doing it with the whole new generation of people because instead of creating affordable housing, these that now they're creating whole apartment buildings that cost like a third of the price of regular apartments for people. And they get to live in them as long as they need to to save up money. So now we're creating a whole new group that we're leveraging support on that then when they get on their own, there will be no safety net. You know what this is going to turn into? A a hybrid of Ready Player One and Idiocracy. Yes, it's already Ready Player One. I don't care because the metaverse is here. That's the oasis. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the oasis. I don't care what anyone says. That was their Bible at Facebook AI department. And you cannot tell me. But you know what? They've been having problems with this metaverse. That's why they've been quiet since the release. Mm -hmm. They've been having problems. Like, apparently, like, it's a crime to, like, grope someone in the metaverse. Like, they're trying to treat your avatar in the metaverse as your physical representation of yourself. Like, equal. Yeah, your your virtual avatar. More than that, like no, yeah. your physical rep. Almost damn near, they want it to be like the representation of your soul in the computer. Oh, it's so- the best way I can explain it because they are they're kicking people out and charging them who are like sexually harassing people inside the metaverse. What? Like if somebody comes up and pinches your butt in the metaverse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is like the end all be all. I just- there's no swearing and inappropriate language in the metaverse. I, just, um, I saw a news story where some woman said she got virtually raped there. Correct. That was the pinching of the butt in the metaverse. Well, that's not that's not raped. Here, I think it was on Drudge Report. Yeah, it it was like pinched her butt in the metaverse type thing. I guess they ran up on her and because they can mm-hmm. come close to your avatar and do things. And but I've also seen a clip where there was a guy. This was hilarious. He was basically overrun by teenagers who were like going crazy in the background trying to like just cause chaos meanwhile there's like one guy who's like 50 who's like um how do i actually get to uh something with my avatar and like the guy there's like moderators or whatever in the metaverse Mm -hmm. and so the people on the facebook side so he's in this room trying to help this guy and talking to him and they're like in a park setting so like he walks up to the guy and he's talking to him and all these kids are like running around causing chaos in the background. And it's like, if they think they're going to be, they think they're going to be able to like live real time voice command you to not do things in a virtual universe Hmm. that most people recognize this as a game, not real life exactly, and not an extension of our real life. So yeah, 15 year old kids are going to, you know, say dick and fart jokes and do prank calls like the virtual version and cause chaos and fuck shit up. Cause that's what teenagers do. Mm-hmm. Why would they think that would be any different in a virtual world? Mm-hmm. If you're trying to create something that's supposedly like the real world, but virtually uh, teenagers fuck around there too. Right. I mean, let's be not be ignorant. So I think this is just preparing everybody. All of this is just slow, continuous brainwashing. All of this metaverse, this, that, all of it it's just slow 
brainwashing. It's trauma bonding, actually. Let's go there. Hot take trauma bonding. So it sounds like they're going to need a metaverse police department. Correct. And they'll probably have something like that. They already have these little moderator people who run around like the police in there anyway. I don't even know where you can get on this metaverse. I haven't looked into it. Don't care. Maybe eventually I'll go on it just to see what it was. But other than that, I'm not moved because I just feel like the more people who go on it, the more people bring life to this. Oh, exactly. Yeah, no, and I'm not. This is like the whole Google Glass thing all over again. Mm -hmm. And now people are buying this new version called Ray-Ban Stories. Now people think it's great. Like the the whole perception has changed. I remember if you were wearing those glasses and people could tell that you were wearing them, you were going to get knocked out. I watched a guy at the Minnesota State Fair almost get mugged over wearing those Google glasses to the point where he put them away because the crowd was like turning against him. Yeah, they were not accepted by society by any means. No, but now they are because they came in. Now they come in cool Ray-Ban Wayfarers and they call them Ray-Ban Stories. Well, people had a problem with them because you could record with them. I had a pair of them. These ones you can. That's that's the thing. You yeah. can do it with these new Ray-Ban things. That, but mm. you can only record supposedly for 30 seconds right now. Hmm. But how much longer till they integrate it with the company like Google? Because see, look, look, Zotica has plans to like have global domination. They actually have like a pandemic and like uh, end of the world um, welfare plan for their employees. Like if the economy collapses or I'm sure pandemic and all that, like they had a fund where they could pay their workers who were employed. So I'm sure most of the people who sat out during this got actually got paid if you worked at Luxottica. Huh. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure about it. And they've been trying to create this type of technology for a long time. Yeah, they well. first came out with like the Oakleys in like the 90s that, that you could like listen to radio in. Mm-hmm. And then they've been so they've been trying to like capture this technology of like wearable tech for a really long time, but these Ray-Ban stories have done it. And it's a it's basically like what's stopping them from putting an update in the future that basically makes them a Google Glass. Nothing. Mm-mm. See, and then nobody will even know because it's going to look like a pair of Ray-Bans. It's not even going to look like other glasses that exist. You know how Google Glass looked very unique it's not going to be that way anymore. So they're just going to, it's just going to blend right in and everybody's going to think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. So again, subtle brainwashing at first, we, everybody hated it, had a natural aversion to it, but over time they've worked on people's mental psyche to now accept this as a cool idea. Scary. It is scary what they they keep doing it with many different things. And I don't think people are aware that that's what they're doing, but that's what they're doing. And that is what has made this whole experience terrible for everybody to the point why you ended up even moving away to begin with, because people were told this is going to be bad. You need to close your place of business. No real reason why. Just it's going to be bad. Oh, yeah, I forgot two weeks to stop slow spread. Ha ha. Um, and now you're going to do it. And everybody just listened. Right. And they got so scared that their brains started changing due to the trauma bonding. It's basically like Munchausen by part, like, or what's they call that? No, Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like where you get like attached to your captor. 
Right. This is why people were like, had Fauci t-shirts and like basically praised him as a god. Well, we're in big trouble if we don't reverse this and fall back on the Constitution and do, you know, what's the irony of Canada finally standing up, uh, let alone... Of all people, well, of all people. And, and no offense to anybody, let alone fucking truck drivers. I mean, I mean, well, truck drivers, I don't care what country you're from. They're badass. Okay. Well, that's what One I'm saying. I can say is the truck drivers from any country take no shit. Yeah, but if and somebody... If somebody said, you know what, you know who started the the first uh, pushback or resistance was the truck drivers, I'd the say Canadians, you're fucking nuts. I know. I know. I would have never caught it. But you know what? It was a moment in time that was beautiful. If people haven't looked at some of those videos from the con convoy to Ottawa, if, if you're not a patriot, like, I don't even care. I'm not Canadian. That shit makes you cry. You see them all standing on the side of the roads for hundreds and hundreds of miles and just hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people who all came out to stand on the side of the roads to wave Canadian flags and shoot off fireworks and honk horns and have tailgates in parking lots. The, the I iron, mean, the amazing. Iron, the the iron, whole country got involved. I mean, uh, half of the countries are liberals, so they weren't doing anything. But I would say a good quarter of the country, they completely got involved. And just put everything down. I mean, hell, they've raised seven million dollars in less than a week for fuel. Yeah. And I'm sure other people popped up with their own funds, and you know, I'm sure there's been scams and everything else. Whenever there's a movement, there's always whenever money's involved, there's the greedy people coming to suck up. Of course. Of course. Always. But the amount of passion the amount of sleepless nights. There were 80-year-olds baking cupcakes for the truckers. I mean, just to see everybody, you know, they said it's the first time in two years I've been, you know, proud to be, a, I'm proud to be a Canadian again. I'm proud to be a part of this. Well, this see, that should have happened in, in this country. So so what does the First Amendment say if, about, you know, you can uh, stand up for your grievances in, in a militia? What does it say exactly? Well, you'd have to go, actually, it's probably in the Bill of Rights or somewhere else, but I believe, I don't believe it's in the Constitution, like, as far as, like, what we have as Bill of Rights, but it's in there as far as our redress of grievance with the government using the militia. Right. So the irony of that is it's not even in the United States. Canada did it. And then, and then uh, you need a well-organized militia or whatever, and it didn't say the fucking truck driver's union. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. And I mean, but <laughs> also, too, this is a dangerous moment in time. What do they do from here? Like, yes, they're all in Ottawa right now, but a lot of them are leaving and turning around because they weren't even able to get into Ottawa. Yeah, they closed the bridges so and stuff, yeah. Yep. yep, so most people weren't even able to get in. I mean, they they really, because at first they tried to lie and say, the Ottawa government, like two days before or a day before, tried to say, there might be minor disturbances tomorrow in the downtown area. Okay, yeah. and then that shit got blown out of the water when everybody <laughs> showed up and they realized, oh shit, a whole bunch of people showed up because they tried to lie and say, oh, there's only 100 trucks. Yeah, when it was 50,000. Yeah. The, that's what reports say. Like, that's what we've heard. I mean, they shut down every uh, highway cam, every everything. So you, nobody will actually ever really know. I heard that. Yep. They did. They yeah. absolutely did. And they jammed, and you, 
they jammed their cell phones too, I heard. They did. They did. Now that could be based down to when you have that many people in an area and you have towers that are meant to service a certain amount of people and you bring in a whole bunch of other people mm-hmm. that could just throw off signal in a jam signal when all these people are in one area. Right. Um, when I've been at these large events and protests and things that just happens now, are they sending jamming signals? Probably, but could it just be congestion from having so many people trying to use phones and data in the same area? Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, if they brought in like an extra satellite truck or something that could pop some signal in the area, that might change things. But well, they don't want them to communicate on the ground either. I mean, that well, would be the, the worst thing for them. Then it's time to get a satellite phone. <laughs> it is time to get a satellite phone. That's why I'm telling people. I mean, we got to, you know, or CB radio or something because you got to be able to get out of their, you know, control. Because if your phone doesn't work, they're about to shut down 3G actually and everybody in chat was talking about that earlier mm-hmm. but it's it's actually a bad thing because number one it's going to affect um alarm systems for businesses okay it's going to affect um some home like life alert type technologies it's going to affect those some gps units it's going to affect um lots of different things run off to 3g band most people in rural areas a lot of the times when I'm driving around up here, our phones are on 3G. Now, when they start shutting down the bands, you won't be able to do that. Wonderful. Phones, yeah, phones that didn't have service, you were able to dial 911 and make emergency calls even if you didn't have service. Once 3G goes down, that was the band that they were allowing that on. So now that's gone too. So a lot of domestic violence shelters were giving these women secret phones that will no longer exist. Well, they got, they got to fire up 5G to emulate COVID uh, symptoms so they can right. really lock down. But then what about everybody in rural America, all the fire alarms, all the all these products that will be affected by the 3G turnoff? What about all that? Just piss on us? Just piss on everybody else, huh? Yeah, I guess. You see what I mean? I just don't understand how they thought this was a good idea. And to turn off the 3G band, why do you need to turn that off? If you've opened up other microwave bands above, that are higher strength what is a little traffic on 3g going to do what are you closing the band for what are you going to use it for to make you upgrade because they, they have to gonna they have to be using it for something mm-hmm. because they said even with like how much room we would have on this 5g band like there's no way that even if everybody on the face of earth who had a phone was watching it all at once there's no way we could ever even come close to using the data that you could possibly ever use like it's almost unfathomable how much data there is. Like it's almost pointless to have the band so large because there's no way we could ever use it. And they're already talking about making 60. And it's like the band's already large enough to where like we could download the longest movie, every movie there ever was and still have hella room. Like still have the most room ever on earth and have everybody watching at the same time. Like literally every song on earth, every movie on earth, every everything. All the things, everything that was ever created on the internet. Hmm. Yes. So it's like, and then some, and then times that by 10 and infinity. And then that's how much storage the 5G band has. Yeah. So it's pointless. Like there was no need to really bump us up because we weren't ever using 4G or clogging it or maxing it out. So I, 
And what are they going to use 3G for? When they shut off 2G was when they shut off the um, the analog TV and switched it to digital. Mm-hmm. Analog TV ran on the 2G band, microwave band through satellite. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they took that, and then that was supposed to be, everybody was supposed to be on 2 and 3G, and then they were going to move 911 to E911, and that's where they moved them to. Now, obviously, they probably moved them to 4G. But who the hell's using 2 and 3G still? They just turning off the towers. They can't afford them anymore. Why we can't use it for something else? Like I, I'm just so like, hmm. I need somebody in the industry to explain to me why that is so. No, it's gonna it's gonna go the way of landlines and 56k modems. <laughs> So, Correct. Yeah. That they've already announced that. And yeah. we're only a couple months away from that. So like I said, but anybody in rural areas, which is most of the, you know, most people do live in metropolitan areas. So it's most of the country isn't affected by it. But if you're driving some backcountry road, you probably won't get service anymore. And if you don't get for at least 4G service, you will not be able to make a call. They will only allow calls on the HD plus system. You know, Lee's bringing up some good points. She says uh, we are getting our CB up and working as well as getting repeaters up in different areas. You know what? Since we're talking about this, I predict CBs are going to make a uh, um, huge comeback, a recovery or comeback. Yeah. On top of that, ham radio, too. Ham radio is already making amazing comebacks. Oh, I mean, it? there's radio yeah. clubs everywhere. Yeah. I've been in ham for a long time because Art Bell. And like, yeah, there's not many people my age and there's definitely not many females. So th- there is that. Okay. Um, mm. But as far as like in general, there's tons of radio clubs and activities and people, you know, it's mostly men, but yeah. they are out there and they're not like average age of 80. Like, no, there's, there's young people. Like I said, my age, probably less, but like the 40 to like 60 range, tons well, yeah, because that's... Because I think their dads were probably into it or their grandpas, and then yeah. they wanted to get into it. Yeah, my dad was into it, and as a kid, I got into it with CBs in the 70s. I mean, they were the shit. Everybody had a freaking CB in their car. My mom said that, though. My mom said in the 70s, everybody did. Yep, they did. My mom's CB day was hot pants. And you could pretty much thank uh, Smokey and the Bandit for that shit. <laughs> and, right, 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 right. Yeah. But it was smart. It was, you know, it's citizen band. It's something we all should be using, um, you know, especially if you live somewhere rural. You know, if something happens in your neighborhood, everybody can pop on the CB and talk about it. Hell, you could just get a hold of people that way. I wonder if there's a CB app for your phone where you could monitor that crap. I'm sure there is because there are for ham. Hmm. Now, whether you'd be able to, like, put a repeater on it or talk on that band yourself questionable but i'm sure cbs nowadays if you went on amazon are cheap okay so i have some stupid trivia for you for cb radios let me ask you this let's see if anybody in chat room knows this how many channels were there originally on a cb radio don't use the internet. Don't cheat. I'm not. I'm not, I'm I'm not, not talking. To, I, know I don't. I'm not talking to you. Yes. Oh, oh, you're telling everybody. Else. Yeah. I'm so like, don't I'm cheat. Not. I'm not cheating. <laughs> uh, if I have to show my hands, I will. Like, hmm. I don't know. Maybe like twenty-eight. I don't know. You're close. Originally, it was twenty-three. Okay. 
I was going to say 18 is my first guess. And then CB radios got so popular, they bumped it up to 40. That's what I thought. I knew they had like quite a few, but I was going to say 18 is my first guess. I should have gave that as my first guess. So on my Apple phone, there's CB talk and I just downloaded it. So I'm going to play with this later today. (laughs) Check this out. Yeah, that's what I mean. See, look. Darren says a lot of people only have 3G there too. So it's set up in Australia the same way where the 3G band is for, is used because there just aren't towers. Like when I went to like that antenna search.com, mm-hmm. bunch of friends on Facebook were sharing it one day and all everybody who was anybody was like putting up, you know, their results. When I looked it up, I have no tower around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no tower. Now, I'm able to pick up a signal due to a signal booster I have in my home. But if I did not have that, I would not get service. That's crazy. Because I do not live by a tower. Mm. I'm pretty sure probably the closest tower is Alex. And that's like 25 miles away. Hmm. So, there's that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play with this uh, CB app. Since... Oh, that's exciting. What's that? This? Uh, Lee said, oh. no, Lee said, we got older people with ham radios are donating to us. Hubby's fixing them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she said, that, oh, and they're also getting CB up and working as well as getting repeaters up in different areas. See? Smart. Mm-hmm. That's how you can contact people because there will be ham people on in an emergency. Oh, how are you guys doing down there with the storm? I should ask that because she's down there in Illinois and they're getting hit with that good storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that winter storm landed. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as they thought it was, but I'll explain why. Because they're always like, oh, the news, the weather is reported wrong. Not always. Now, sometimes, yeah, they just are missing the mark. But this one, okay. So there was supposed to be like a high pressure ridge that was set up on the other side of Colorado um, in the in the west. And that was supposed to come in two days ago before the storm started to kick off the first storm that probably gave you snow up there, Tim. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that storm was stuck in like the the Denver like front range before, you know, before the front range area. And it needed that other pressure system to come down because then the jet stream was going to bring in all the cold arctic air and then it was going to allow that storm to back feed and go over to the foothill mountains on the other side of denver like going down towards the valley to reds and so but that never happened Hmm. and when it did happen by the time it did happen most of the precipitation was already kind of changing and it was the next day already And so it just never became to be because they were looking at two pieces of energy because this storm almost spanned three quarters of the United States. Yeah, it was big. I saw it on Weather Channel. It was huge. And if if you've been listening to Mike from around the world, Mike from around the world says pretty soon we're going to see a storm that spans the entire United States. Mm -hmm. Which we did. So you you heard it here first. Mm -hmm. I heard it first from Mike from around the world. But... And I think we're, we we got pretty close this time. This one was a good one. Mm. You know, we had, they said on Weather Channel that there were 130 million people affect, 
affected by the storms and in worn storm areas. I mean, there were 10 states that are under the ice warning. Now, I haven't checked up on that since then, but local news is for that area will start to go live here if they're not live right now because of what's going on. Um, so we'll get a better picture of what's happened overnight as far as the icing and as far as the snow and the totals and um, all of these things. Because I, I have a feeling people are going to wake up and it's not going to be a very nice day Mm-mm. in middle America. Nope. Because especially Kentucky, who are supposed to get complete iced over and supposed to get like iced over all day. Um, they're talking an inch of ice. That's gonna that's catastrophic oh, power outages. Yeah, that's long term m- power outages. Not to Even mention, three quarters of an inch of ice that a lot of places are expecting across the country. They're downplaying it, making it seem like it's not that bad. No, actually, they're go- you're gonna lose trees. You're gonna lose power lines. It, it's just a matter: of, will it be yours or not? Will it be the the actual ones in front of your house? That's the only question you need to ask because otherwise, they're going up around you. So you're probably going to lose power. Well, my question is this. How do you charge your electric car that's going to save the fucking planet when you can't charge it? See, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, if you've got enough money, you can buy one of those Tesla battery backup banks. Oh, sure. Uh, sure. And one of those Tesla power walls that you can like power by solar panel and then it charges up and then it's like a whole power brick that can like run your whole house and like you charge your car at least once and like all that shit but um unless you got dough no well you might have dough but trust me your electric bill is going to at least double if you actually i guess it's really cost effective a Mm. friend that i know in the libertarian party has one like she's my age uh they're pretty they live in la though so they you know make decent money yeah. Um, but they, she said, actually, it doesn't cost like, yeah, it's a big investment up front, but like what it actually cost them, it's like no more than like a refrigerator, an extra refrigerator to run all the time. And most of the time it's charging off solar, but well, it does okay. have an electric backup. Okay. The solar thing I'll give them, but mm, I have a buddy that's an electrician and you need like a 70 amp, 220 volt circuit to which no. is bigger than an air conditioner or an electric dryer to power these t- I know what Tesla that truck. is. Yeah. yeah, I know what that yeah. is. Yeah. That's huge. That is huge. That's more than a that fucking is, that's refrigerator. A lot. That's way more than a refrigerator. <laughs> way more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like Yeah, I think 220 is like maybe a dryer though, maybe a dryer. It's a dryer air conditioner. That's usually the only things in a that's what I was thinking. Like, house. what plugs into it? Because I have a mm-hmm. 220 plug. Yeah. And I'm like, the only thing that plugs into it at my house is a dryer. Correct. So, yeah, correct. I mean, even all campers and most electrical things are all 110. Like, yeah. Well, even super powered stuff. A, a charger for an electric vehicle is essentially uh, installing a welder, a big, big mm-hmm. industrial welder in your house. And those... Well, this is why when I did my project in like the 10th grade, they wanted me to do it on like renewable vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, and you had to argue why the other options weren't sustainable. This was one of the reasons why I said I was like to actually like install electric at the level you would need would be exorbitant. It's at least a grand, if not even 1500 bucks just to get a dedicated service. Right. Why I thought hydrogen would be a better idea because you could create a pipeline and infrastructure much like natural gas. Well, they have that technology. You can take water and run electrolysis through it and separate the hydrogen from the oxygen and bam, there you go. Yeah, they didn't have this when I was like yeah. 
in high school at yeah. the time. But that was yeah. my argument was like, we're not using ethanol. That's crap. We shouldn't be using electric. That's even more crap. Mm-hmm. Like, especially because the batteries and half of the parts you can't get rid of. So how does that help? Well, from what I've heard, allegedly, they got a bunch of land in Alaska and they're leveling it and tearing everything out of there. And that's where they're burying the battery, the the bad batteries. I could see that. That's out of sight, out of mind. I've heard. Yeah. You know, put it the farthest away that nobody could ever go check it out. And mm-hmm. that would be Alaska. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Because everywhere else that we maybe could go would be like permafrost. So I get it. Well, that's the problem. There's no answer to this. Just like uh, nuclear energy. Yeah, it's great and efficient and effective. But what do you do with the waste? Oh, you're right. Exactly. They don't think they don't care. It's like Fukushima that's just been leaking in the ocean this whole time. Mm, yep. No, nobody cares. We all should be probably, we're probably, we all probably have CCM 127 in our blood. Oh yeah. Not to mention that, uh, that, um, chemi- Alex Jones had somebody do the test back in the day when Alex Jones was on point with everything. Like not that he isn't now, but he used to be so much better with the investigative journalism and everybody who was on the team. Let's put it like that. Well, not to mention that everybody has molecules in them from the chemical to create Teflon. Yeah, that is true too. And but see, that's the thing about radioactive isotopes, is that they have a, a distinct signature that cannot be changed, and only that substance can create that signature. So if you go and we could find somewhere that could quantify the test for CCM one twenty seven and CCM one forty seven, and I, I can't remember which one comes from Fukushima, but I'm pretty sure it's one twenty seven. And that's a by um, byproduct from nuclear. Right. Yeah, but each individual nuclear plant has its own nuclear cesium Sig- signature. Signature. That makes sense. Yeah, so no plutonium. two will ever have the same signature. So you can tell with fucking 100,000% certainty where that that's how they knew where Chernobyl went. That's how they knew where Chernobyl went because you can test this. Like this is quantifiable. And that makes sense because all the plutonium has its own signatures. Correct. And I guess hmm. when that fission occurs, whatever they're doing creates its own element. And then that, that signature, the radioactive isotope signature is exclusive. Makes sense. Huh. Yep. So you could quantify that and test it because back when they were testing it, they found CCM-127 in everybody's blood. Very so like, Whoa. yeah, they had some people test in California. Remember when they found those radioactive signatures on the beach? I don't know if you remember watching no. that, but that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, that's when, you know what? That's when Owen Schroyer first started. No way. They, An yeah, it was way back then. Yep, it was way back then. And they had him on a beach in California with the little Geiger counter, right? Like not too long after Fukushima. Um, combing the beach, seeing if they got radioactive signatures, and he did. Wow. He did, which then made it go further down the line to eventually they found somewhere that could test blood and then quantified that CCM-127 could be found in people's blood. Wow. Mm-hmm. And yet here, here we had the United States government saying, no radiation has come over from Fukushima. It's not possible. Um, but yeah, how are, how do people in America have CCM-127 in their blood that comes from Japan? There's no other way but that it's in the ocean and making it here. It's called currents. Which means the whole goddamn ocean was polluted at that point. Yeah, not to mention you're yep. eating, eating fucking fish out of there. So I'm sure that gets transferred, eating it, consuming it. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Any seafood yeah. from the Pacific. That's mm-hmm. why I won't necessarily eat like Pacific salmon. I, I'll eat Atlantic salmon. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole world's can the, all the oceans By are now, contaminated. Yeah, yeah, but like ten years ago when right. it first happened, right. Right. you could try to maybe get away from with it that way for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, like you say now, oh, I'm sure it's everywhere. Yeah. Like I said, it wouldn't be that hard. All we have to get to is take a water sample or something, and then send it in and see if there's CCM one twenty seven in it. Wonderful. It's simple. It's very simple. We could even look in snow. We could look in rain. We could look anywhere and see if it's there. Mm. And then they couldn't deny it. But they'd still try to deny it. They'd be like, mm, CCM-127 now we figured out like is developed from carbon molecules off a tree. Like they'd be, they'd make some shit up because they could not be able to tell the truth. They'd have to sit there and, and just go with it. Yeah. And they can't stand that. Well, listen, this has been fascinating. I have to say, you've taught me quite a few. Th- I think you've taught me four or five things I never knew about just by this show. <laughs> really? Never. Really? Um, are you coming yeah, on? Yeah, Dutch Dutch Records. That's true. Are you coming? Are you coming on and doing a show, or are you going to be doing one tonight? I'm going to try to come do a show because I want to do an update on the storm. Actually, okay. Uh, later. So yeah, I actually might do that tonight. Tonight at midnight and uh, clarity at midnight. No, 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 early. No, like in the prime time slot. Oh, okay. It's like seven, eight o'clock. So a special edition of clarity after dark. Yep, that's usually free to Revolution Network news. If I take that time. Ah, do you got your green screen all set up and everything? Or no, I don't yet. Cause you know what? I don't have a space big enough. But you know what I'm gonna do when when it gets spring? Mm. I'm gonna build myself like a studio shed. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be dope. I'm going to try to soundproof it and just make like a nice little desk in there and a little hangout spot. I want it big enough to at least have a little couch. Mm-hmm. So in case I have a guest or something, you know what I mean? Like, and me, then, like me when I come up again. Yeah, exactly. So then you have somewhere <laughs> to sit. Yeah. Um, okay. And then have, you know, just like a little space, you know, to call like my own she shed, y'all. I'm going to she shed. Cool. So. Yeah, it'll be nice, but for now I'll find somewhere like in the house or somewhere to go. It's too cold to go anywhere else, so I mean it's yeah, probably negative twenty five by now. It was like negative twenty when I was outside taking aurora photos, but I'm sure it's like it's supposed to be negative twenty seven tonight. Oh Jesus! I know I'm having a hard time getting used to the cold. Cold again here. I, I bet you are. Your blood thinned out. Your blood will thick. Oh, yeah, it's negative 23 currently. Yeah, it's 12 right now here, which is a lot colder in Florida. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Right as you left, Florida was getting cold. It, it was colder in Florida than it was in Texas and Colorado and Oklahoma because I drove through those I, states. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. yeah they, and which, again, we all should be concerned about. And this storm should concern us in general because a lot of places it's hitting, we grow food in in the winter. Mm-hmm. Much like Florida, I'm sure a lot of the citrus died. Yep. You cannot get down to those temperatures. I mean, everywhere basically but Miami and like Key West had like frost warnings and freeze warnings and mm-hmm. They can't survive that down there. So that's dangerous. We already have this crippling ice storm that's going to take out potential trees, orchards, all types of like infrastructure for food growing in a huge swath of the United States. 
that affects almost one third of the population. Wow. This little winter storm landing is no joke. So like I said, I haven't checked on it since about 10 o'clock when people were, nobody was reporting on it after that. So I assume that either people were hunkered down or it just wasn't that big of an event. But at the same time, maybe not. Right. So we're going to have to, about this time, we'll be able to assess and see what's going on. Okay. Because it, it, this storm could really, we're already, this is why we're seeing shortages. It's not the truckers, y'all. Just know that. It's not the truckers why we're going to see even worse food shortages. I want everybody to look up the food chain reaction game, first oh, of all. Cool. Food chain reaction game. And second, this is happening due to the Grand Solar Minimum, due to the pole shift, that we literally only have maybe a year left before this occurs. And that's if we're lucky. That's if it doesn't speed up. Well, that'll be another it, show that we've been talking about to do. I would love to do that. Yeah, we need to do it now because okay. uh, it's time. But th it's the food shortages we're going to see due to this storm. I don't think people realize and the effects that it's going to have on multiple states across the country for potentially a long time to come with how much ice they were talking about. Mm -hmm. Hopefully maybe something changed and a lot of it came down to sleep. Uh, that's all we can hope for. Um, okay. But I have a feeling that may or may not be the case. All right. Well, that'll be another show. And uh, I'm going to try to get an hour of sleep before I got to go to work. Absolutely. And uh, I've been up since 1.30, but I went to bed at 6 last night, and I'm having a hell of a time getting used to this time change. Oh, yeah, because it's three hours. That yes. would be hard. It's a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And you're going backwards in time, yes. too. Yeah. So it's like you lost time, even. Exactly. So, like, yeah. uh, so That would be hard. It is hard. You'll so get used to it, I though. will. I'll get it. I'm just going to have to force myself to stay up, because I literally crawled into bed like 6.30, which would have been 9.30, in Florida, yep. you know, and that's not too bad, but no. And that's probably when you usually went to bed, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yeah, yep. you'll get, you'll get it. You'll get there. I'll get it. Yep. So, you know, you'll struggle a few more days and then you'll adjust. Yeah. This weekend I'll just fuck myself up or I'll just force myself to get back into my body clock. Right. Or yeah. stay up all night or whatever right. and force yourself to go exhausted. Yeah. Maybe so I'll when you do reset pull. yourself pulling all night or doing a show. I mean, that's a good yeah. way. To, that's, I mean, that's why I came, that's why I came on here because I'm like, motherfucker, man. I mean, I'm up at one 30. What am I going to do? I don't even have my internet set up yet, so I can't even watch TV or stream. Uh, but I'm doing this with one of those wireless gizmo things that you plug in to the side of your computer. That's how oh, I'm on, yeah. that's how I'm on the internet right now. But, um, but anyway, it, yeah. it's working pretty well. Cause I mean, you know, actually, Streamyard was just saying that the thing that matters the most is just like the connection, like right. not like even the strength, just that, you know, you have a solid connection. So I'm sure well, that's why it's doing pretty good. As much as I don't like Verizon, I'm a, I got to get them credit for this thing. It's just a gizmo that you shove into your USB port and this fucking thing. My computers work better using this thing than it did with AT&T fiber optics. Yeah, it is. It is legit. Some this coverage because i guess it's just coming through satellite but yeah i've heard verizon especially is a lot of people use it um yeah. in the rv life yeah, for well, you know traveling around. it's it's working fantastic i can't even tell that i'm on a gizmo i would swear to god i'm on wi-fi with a router 
Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, then it's something to think about too. Do you want to get home internet or do you just stick with that? Yeah, it's too late. I'm. I already signed up to get it. But if it sucks, I'll cancel it and I'll go with with one of these things. I know. I'm pretty sure you get like a buyer's remorse period. So mm-hmm. exactly. You're just tell them you're you know, it. or at least cut down your plan to to just have that right. internet and keep you know TV right. or whatever you're doing. You know that type of deal. Yeah. Right. So. No, because cables are ripped nowadays, Ugh. and now they're going to get you for all the things to move in, and mm-hmm. that's always fun. But yes, okay, hopefully you'll get get settled and feel better about you know everything. I will. It's going to take some time. So, but everybody's been so welcoming and nice. It's crazy. I mean, Flor- I wanted to get into Florida and just my opinions. This is what I'm going to say. Nothing against Floridians. It's a great place to vacation, and it's a great place to retire. But living there in my industry is just painful. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you have like a a home job or something, maybe it would work out better for you. Not out in the public. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If you can carry your salary from like the East Coast to Florida and work from home, then perfect. It's perfect. Right. Yep. So, all right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Thanks for joining coming in. And, uh, Well, thank you. Thank you. I was glad to be here. Thanks, everybody. Nice talking to you. And then maybe I'll return the favor and pop in, too. Yeah, absolutely. On your show. All right. All right. Sounds good. Right. Well, I'll talk to everybody later. All right. I'll see you in the chat while we while Tim wraps up. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. So there goes Scarlett, the owner of the Network of Freedom Revolution Network. So if you have any complaints, just give them to her. And uh, please share the show. She's usually on at night, clarity after dark. And uh, I always learn something from Scarlett. And a few people in the chat room did too. So, uh, but that's what it's all about. So anyway, uh, I'm not really going to summarize anything. I'm just going to say uh, thanks for listening to the show. Um, Pardon the sound with the echo and then me dropping my voice a little bit. But um like I said, I don't want to piss off the freaking neighbors just yet. And um, so I just try to drop it a little bit and be a little bit less animated and uh, inflections and stuff. But anyway, whatever. So thanks for listening to the show. Please share it. Thanks, everybody, in the chat rooms and on Podbean, Freedom Revolution Network. And uh, you all stay warm and have a great day. And um Watch the fucking fish you're eating, I guess, in your electric car, in a storm, and everything else. All the shit that's that's, uh, that's uh, popping up um, to make our lives a little bit more challenging. All right? So thanks for listening to me. There goes the neighborhood. Yep. So there you go. Thanks again to Scarlett for joining everybody in the chat room. Uh, usual cast of characters on Freedom Revolution and Podbean. And please share the show in the network and uh, you can always listen to Freedom Revolution Network on YouTube. My show is also simulcast on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever there's a podcast, you can find it. All right. So there you go. And uh, thanks for listening to me. Please share the show and uh, I will be back soon. You have been listening to the original Red Pill Show.